recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Brooke Falk, your host and assistant writer to Ken Vernon, the inspired author of the ebook Revelation of Revelation, A Total Fraud. And on this episode of Revelation of Revelation, it has never been revealed before now. In this audio format, we'd like for you to listen now as we introduce this program's topping on this one-of-a-kind program, where it is Scripture speaking the truth through an in-depth study of Scriptures by Ken Vernon. When directing your browser to the website, revelationofrevelation.com, if you haven't already, you can place your order for copy in ebook form or even in the printed versions. On the website, you'll see a blog also and comments by Mr. Vernon on a weekly basis. And the booklets are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other book sites. Revelation of Revelation, a total fraud. And now the author, Ken Vernon, and today's Revealed Truth Explained. Hello, Ken. Hello, Brooke. And good evening, everyone. I thank you for joining us. I'll begin by asking just a couple of questions, and uh, if there are no answers from the audience, I will get right into tonight's program. How many are familiar with the teaching of many churches that says women should remain in silence in the church and not be teachers? Any responses? No. Apparently there is an agreement that uh, there indeed is uh, that in various denominations. So go ahead, Ken. What does Scripture okay. say? Okay, now let's let's examine some Scriptures here. On the day, Feast of First Fruits, that's listed as Pentecost in our Bibles, the Apostle Paul, uh, Peter, sorry, I call him Peter instead, was actually the lead apostle who stood up when the Holy Spirit was being poured out upon the people who were gathered in Jerusalem. Observing the festival of first fruits, it's really not Pentecost. Even though you know, King James says Pentecost, it was a Hebrew festival, it was in Jerusalem, it was not at the temple site as it's normally held, but it was nevertheless in a house where many were gathered. Gathered for the Feast of First Fruits. The reason I'm going to ask to bring this to your attention is that the the apostle made this point. Uh, I'll pick it up for you. And after the Holy Spirit was being poured out and the cloven towns appeared on many of the church members there, the Apostle Paul, or Peter rather, keeps at this point Peter, who heard 
those who are mocking, mocking the people who are speaking in the tongues that all the people gathered in Jerusalem at that time on that feast day in that very area could hear for themselves what was being spoken by the apostles or by those gathered there in their own language. So here is a response that comes from the people who were there. They were mocking, and they said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is about the third hour of the day, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And here are those words from the prophet Joel as the apostle brings it to the gathering. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servants and upon my handmaids, I will pour out my spirit on my hand, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth below, blood and fire, vapor and smoke, sun being darkened, moon turning to blood, and so on and so on. Now, here's what I'm trying to bring to your attention. On the day when the festival of first fruits, called Pentecost in the English Bibles, was fulfilled, the Holy Spirit was given to the entire assembly who were assembled people who were assembled in that gathering. No differentiation being made here about whether there were boys or girls or men or women who would receive different measures of the Holy Spirit or different parts of the Spirit or a different measure of the Spirit. Nothing of the kind transpired. What we have is a clear situation where even prophecy would come to the women in the new congregation or in the church, as many are would, would consider it today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28, we are told that the structure or the pecking order within the congregation starts with the apostle. Then comes the prophets. Then come the pastors. And then the teachers. And on and on it lays out specifically the various types of gifts that would be given to the members of of the congregation. Indiscriminately. No one had any power over those spirits, no one could say, "Well, you're a girl; you can't, you you can't teach," or "You're an old man; you're too old for this job." Nothing of the kind came down on that day. The spirit was poured out; the people were given their gifts, and the church began to grow. 
Now, if you consider that passage, it says, from supposedly from the Apostle Paul, that I suffer not a woman to teach, but a better English rendering there is I do not permit a, a woman to teach, is contrary to what we read from that day in Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit was poured out. How can an apostle tell anyone what their gift is? That is a matter that is strictly on the Holy Spirit control. No church, no church minister, no church leader, no group or body of men within any of the church's congregations could say to anyone, this is not your gift, or that is not your gift, or we don't permit you to teach. I'm sure you are aware of the fact that throughout Christianity today, in most, even in the major bodies or Christian denomination, you do find the women are not allowed to speak. They're not allowed to teach anyone. They're not allowed, based upon that passage of Scripture that comes from the book of Acts, allegedly from the Apostle Paul. Let me take you to a particular passage of Scripture that all those churches that bring forward that notion that women should not teach men, I will show you that that idea comes from people who put lies in your Bible. Since no one controls the Holy Spirit, the Creator says He will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Men, women, boys, girls, everyone. No one controls the Holy Spirit. Let me read you a little bit of history here from the book of Acts regarding Paul's companions, Priscilla and Aquila, who accompanied him on his mission as he went about proclaiming the good news. I'll pick it up in Acts 19. 19, let's go. Come on, Acts. Acts 11, not good. 15, Acts 18. Acts 18 is better. Okay. In Acts 18, here's what we find written. Remember now, according to what's written in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 28, Paul does not allow women to teach in the church. Plain and simple. Absolutely not. That is what that passage reads. Here now from another passage in the book of Acts. Uh, Paul, in verse 21, it says, But bade them, bade them farewell, saying, I must, all, I must by all means keep this feast that comes in Jerusalem, but I will return again unto you if God will. And he sailed from Ephesus. And when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up, and saluted the church, he went down to Antioch. And after he had spent some time there, he departed and went over all the country of Galatia, Phrygia, in order to strengthen all the disciples. 
Here we come to verse 24. And it says, And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was introduced in the way of the Lord, instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spoke and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. So here we have Apollos, golden tongue Apollos, as he's referred to, who knew, as good as he was in speaking, he was, he had only knowledge in the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom, when Achilla and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God perfectly. Now, here is a perfect example of a man and his wife instructing one of the best speakers in the congregation in that century, at that time. Those people were accompanied Paul on his teachings, on his journey in bringing the good news to the rest of the world. But here we have Achille and Priscilla teaching him. The Corinthian scripture says Paul did not permit women to teach. But here's a wife and husband duo doing exactly that. Wife and husband duo who were companions of Paul. Let me continue reading this for you. It says, They took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly, teaching Apollos. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who, when he was come, helped them much which, much which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. He learned this from Achilla and Priscilla, who took him aside. Yet we have people today who have not read the Bible, not read their scriptures, yet they are teaching congregations, large Bodies of Christian followers are being taught that women should learn silently in the church. They should not be teaching anyone. They, they are not allowed to speak. Yet, from the day of the festival of first fruits, the spirits that was poured, the spirit that was poured out on them, gave them utterance, and there were even some prophets among the women in the church. Today, it is not commonplace to have women teaching anyone in the church. Again, I say to you, this is because these people have followed tradition once again. They have not followed the Messiah's words. He said, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth. Now here I have introduced you to, very simply, two passages right from the same book for the people who are reading these things and teaching lies. Who are they? What book are they reading? Let me just show you another one from First Corinthians 
chapter 12, verse 28. The pecking order in the church begins with the apostle, then the prophets, then the pastors, and then come the teachers, and you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 28, and you can read all about the the administrations in the church and the various positions that were there, a pecking order established by the Creator. He says that He has put some in the church, including the teachers. He didn't say the women were not teachers. He didn't say only the men would teach. It simply says that those people would be in the church to serve the church, both men and women, as pastors, as prophets, as teachers, etc. Now, those there are those who might ask, well, what about the apostles? This, the answer is very simple. The apostles were the people who were the chief administrators in the congregations, wherever they were, because they were the number one, they were sent out by the Messiah himself to go and learn, sorry, to go preach the good news and learn from the response of those who would be given the Holy Spirit in the various congregations all around the world. They would be given that knowledge so that they can know who the people would be in the church so that when they set up the administration in any congregation, wherever they went, they would be able to tell who was the prophet, who was the pastor, who was the teacher, and so on right down the line. Those were the gifts of healing. Those were the gifts of knowledge. No one, there is no scripture that tells us that those gifts were divided according to gender. Absolutely not, not written anywhere. So here we find a classic example of how lies are put into the scriptures. Most of us believe them. I did myself. I was I, I was always a part of some congregation somewhere, and that was the order. Women are not supposed to teach, especially not men. Well, sorry folks, if they don't know what's written in the Bible, then they will continue to teach lies and people will continue to believe those lies. Now, a very important point to make here. There are many women out there within various Christian communities today who are calling themselves apostles. That is very sad since there were no apostles that followed the initial apostles who read up the church back in the first century. There is no continuing office within any congregation for apostles. That entire pecking order and the Holy Spirit that was given to the congregation at that time went by the wayside when those people died in the first century, along with the apostles. However, the Messiah when he spoke to the people, the people who believed in him, he says, if you continue in my word, 
you shall know the truth. So we follow the path of the ordinary people today. We continue in his words because he, telling us that we would have to continue in his words, made it possible for us to have his words. In spite of all the lies that men have put in your Bibles, I'm sure you, I don't know whether you realize it or not, but the book of Revelation is a fraudulent work. It's been in the Bibles for centuries, but because of this identical problem, we have people who are teaching who do not know what they're talking about. They're relying upon the generations before them who brought them that teaching. They're relying upon their professors. They're relying on people who write these extremely eloquent articles showing what the Bible says. But we are told by the Messiah that if we continue in his words, we would come to the knowledge of truth by virtue of receiving the spirit of truth, which will be given to us if we obey his instructions. And then we have within the body of believers the people who would be able to teach. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul read the Jerusalem Congregation, the Riot Act, on one occasion for not studying. He says, when you ought to be teachers, you still have need for someone to teach you the basic principles. So from that we learn. When you, let me back up a little bit. He says, when you ought to be teachers, specifically showing us that if we learn, if we study, we can be teachers within the congregation. We don't need any laying on of hands. We don't need any apostles. The apostles are gone. We have no apostles. All we have today is the Creator's words. Excuse me. <coughs> and with His words, and by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we are able to come to the place of the knowledge of the truth and share that knowledge with others within the congregation. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. From this venue that we bring, bring to the world, actually, because this program is in the World Wide Web, <coughs> excuse me, that we bring this message to the world, showing that it doesn't require anyone with a fancy title. It doesn't, it doesn't require anyone who is among the sophisticated and the educated to explain the scriptures. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. And when you join us at this venue, what you are doing is following the example that the Messiah told the disciples. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Just as he is with us on this broadcast, he directs this broadcast. He directs what happens from here because this is his work, not ours. We are but tools in his hands and we bring you the truth. The truth about the fraudulent books in your Bible. 
along with the fraudulent passages. Throughout the many episodes that we've brought you, uh, I think this is episode number 56, we teach, we show, we bring understanding to those who come to listen because the Messiah is here in our midst while we gather to listen to his words. Over to you, bro. Thank you, Ken. Tonight's program brought to you and inspired by the scriptures themselves. Revelation of Revelation.com. When you visit the homepage, you'll see that you can find out about the author and about the book and even an excerpt from the book that you can read. The contact information is there. You can send Ken an email. If you want to send a direct without even opening the web page, you can do that. Here is Ken's email address, Vergetti, V-E-R-G-E-D-I, at optonline, O-P-T-O-N-L-I-N-E, optonline.net. You also find a blog. Click on the blog on the home page, and you'll see posts, recent posts, such as Christianity from Rome, Part 2, Against the Gates of Hell, The Grave. Also, you'll find Go You Into All the World, Christianity from Rome, Part 1. And there will be more postings by Ken Vernon in upcoming weeks. You also find a button that says Order Now, and that you can do conveniently right on the website, Revelation of Revelation. Com. We thank you for your joining us on this broadcast in whatever method you chose in the live broadcast as we record live or on an archived program. They never will be out of date because it's relevance every time that you think of the Word and the Scriptures teaching you the truth of the Word found here on RevelationOfRevelation.com. And now we bid you farewell until our next episode. Keep checking back for posted times of the next live program. And of course, at your convenience, being able to go to the archive versions of all episodes that Mr. Vernon had just mentioned, over 50 of them that have already been recorded and archived for your listening entertainment. No education, I would put it in that frame because you're here to seek the truth. Until our next episode, have a good evening. This has been Brooke Folk, assistant writer to Ken Vernon, your host here on Revelation of Revelation. Revelation.